0: Leadership File, on Premier. Welcome to the show that aims to help you change the way you lead. I'm Andy Peck. Most churches would include discipleship somewhere in their mission or purpose statements. Some churches are good at helping people come to faith some are helping them mature, and others are helping those who are mature followers to become disciple-makers themselves. Very few churches have a system that helps take people through each of these stages. Well, as part of a series looking at this, we talked to the Reverend Chris Simpkins, Minister of Finchhampton Baptist Church, a village in Berkshire, just south of Wokingham. So welcome, Chris Leach it
1: Hi Andy, it's great to be here.
0: We were talking before the uh, before we went on air about the location of Finch Hampstead. It's actually between the M three and the M four. If people can picture the map, and just kind of south west of of Wokingham. That's right, and just just bit below
1: uh, Reading and near Bracknell as well. Good stuff. Okay,
0: so I mean, was was discipleship part of the DNA of the church when you when you arrived?
1: Uh, I think discipleship is part of the DNA of every church, whether we realise it or not. Um, Go for it. Good answer. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's intentional, sometimes mm. it's accidental. Mm. Uh, and... Everything we do as church is discipleship. Um, so in that regards, uh, it was very much part there. You know, the church has a mission statement, which is to be used by God to make fully committed followers of Jesus mm. Christ. That's our our purpose. Our vision yeah. is to be an open, growing, loving community, passionate about following Jesus and serving others. So it's in the sort of fabric and in the structure. Mm. Um, and I suppose like any church, there's things that were going well and things that weren't going so well. OK, OK. Um, so, so describe the church for us. I know you've been on the show before, but I just remind people
0: of uh, a little bit about Finnish Hampstead Baptist.
1: Yeah, so we're, um, we're in a quite middle class affluent area. Um, the church, we have around about 350 adults if everybody came um, each week. Uh, and uh, has a strong outward focus. Um, we exist to uh, to be used by God to make fully committed followers mm. of Jesus Christ, and we want to make sure that um, we can reach out to people in the community, help them discover faith and help them grow mm. um, in their faith. Uh, and that's very much part of, of who we are. Um, so we have a nice contemporary, vibrant feel, um, and we want to be accessible um, to, to to lots of people really the, the main main talk, people who come along are families um, you know people in their 30s and 40s mm-hmm. uh, we tend to have handful younger than that and handful you know 60 plus but that's the sort of main demographic of the church
0: and when you were on before you talked about how uh, the, the, the building itself that you know you, you you asked the community what what they wanted included in that building so that you could be inclusive of, of everyone
1: yeah, that's right, we built a new facility um, in 2010 uh, and so we wrote to every house in Finchhampton and said what what do you want from a community facility and the the top results were um, a library, a um, cafe and a sports centre so that's the things that we put into our facility which has been running for six years and uh, is having a great impact on our community and on our church as well, people using the facilities um, and discovering faith through it.
0: Oh, great, uh, and the key influences in making disciple making a key part of church life you know people who have read or heard in your past
1: yeah well I suppose I might keep banging this drum of discipleship isn't a key part of what we do discipleship is everything that we do okay. Um, so lots of stuff that sort of talks about that and brings discipleship mm. into into the real world, I suppose, or into that holistic viewpoint. Um, so, you know, I've been influenced massively by people like Andy Stanley from North Point, uh, James Emery White, mm. um, LICC uh, do some wonderful mm. stuff about put in you know, whole life or, or real life, full life discipleship. Um, so it's not, you know, discipleship isn't just something that happens on a Sunday morning or, or in a midweek Bible study, but it happens wherever we are uh, and however we engage in, in the world and society. Um, okay, so if I'm a newcomer to the church, I
0: mean, I'm just kind of trying to run through different um, people at different stages of yeah. faith. So if I'm a newcomer to the church, I mean, what, what might be the point at which I suppose I might use the library, I might use the sports facility, I might discover that there's a gathering of believers in yeah. meet here what would be this kind of entry point yeah
1: so there's loads of different entry points mm. uh, to fbc mm. uh, and the center is obviously a big one so that's mm. exactly right people will come in and, and use a facility go to the library or the children's center that's there or, or go to a, a zumba class or, or something like that and then um, we'll connect into something else so use the cafe meet new people um, we're right next to a school um, a primary school which my my son goes to uh, and we get to know lots of parents through that and they come on come in drop the kids off come into the cafe and, and mm just get to know people um, a thing for us um, is invitations really important and we th- view that as a disciple making opportunity that we encourage people who are part of FBC to um, invite friends and invite family family along to events um, so we often put on um, events throughout the year that are really accessible that anybody can come along to that um, has um, that has you know little Christian content I suppose um, but it is all about building relationships and helping people see something positive of who we are that we're normal people Mm -hmm. uh with just a a little message or or, uh, a little truth in there that will take them away thinking But we also try and make Sunday morning really accessible um, for people. Um, Our our goal is to have content that's um, applicable to Christians, but that's accessible to non-Christians. So we'll present it and package it in a way that um, is vibrant, um, is helpful. um, And actually, um, it's done in a way that people will want to come back the next week and will want to bring a friend as well. So there's loads of ways that people connect in. And it's being, I guess, jargon-free or sh- theological-language-free that's going to yeah, be definitely. We, Yeah, definitely. Explaining everything. We don't assume anything. Yeah. Uh, every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday. Sure. Um, so we'll take time to explain what we're saying. We'll never say things like, the Bible says. You know, we'll say, um, you know, James says this. And by the way, James was, was the brother of Jesus. What would it take uh, for you to believe that your younger, uh, your older brother was the son of God? <laughs> you know, this is a great Andy Stanley line that we use all the yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So things like that are helpful. Sure, okay. Um, so you have you have
0: these kind of uh, entry points You didn't mention small groups because some churches use small groups as a point but not always do you You.
1: yeah no so we don't we, we find small groups are somebody who came to faith recently described our small groups or connect groups are mm-hmm. um, reserved for the spiritual ninjas <laughs> um, and and we didn't package it like that at okay. all but they felt you know they'd come in they'd gone on a Crescent explored course they found faith or baptized um but felt that you know they weren't ready to to be part of a connect group they weren't there yet Um, So we recognise that actually it takes a level of commitment and a level of faith to go along to someone's house regularly and talk about these sort of things. So we use other options for people. You know, when they come in and connect into the community, um, volunteer teams or service teams are a great um, access point for people to... To feel like they belong and have a purpose in the life of the church so setting up chairs or, or welcoming or serving coffee you know really important jobs will mm-hmm. actually help people connect and integrate and that's all part of them being disciples as well. Yeah. So um, these will be ways in which
0: someone who's come to faith will be enabled to grow um, do, you, do you put on um, you know six week type courses on doctrine or You know that would be one way. Obviously, it's a Baptist church. You might have baptismal classes of some sort. What What are the kind of uh, the cognitive learning points? Yeah. Okay.
1: So we. Um, I suppose our view on discipleship is about growing uh, Mm -hmm. and we want people to take a step closer to Jesus wherever they are on their their journey so whether they're new to faith or exploring faith, have no faith, whether they've been um, Christians for a long time we want them to take a step closer um, to Jesus and our job is to provide environments where that can happen so we do have a a small group programme so our connect groups do that um, and our our connect groups meet for a a fixed term for a year and we ask people just to say I'm going to meet for a year and then at the end of year the group stops uh, and then lots of them will will go around again and they'll go around for another year but at least there's options for people to Mm -hmm. get out so they're not stuck in a group. So it's kind
0: of september to july september
1: kind of. to july yeah so our group program has just finished so mm. our connect group we've run for a year we're having a barbecue um tomorrow night and that's we're going to finish the year but we're going to go around again so everyone's going to stay and we're going to do another year together because there comes a point when actually um you get into a group and, and you've been in there for too long and it's it's no longer healthy it's not helping you to grow mm. um so actually meeting other people is is a big part um but to counteract that thing about people feeling they can't commit to a group or it's for the spiritual ninjas, as people have said, um, we're, we're starting a thing called short-term groups. So we do this already with Christianity Explored, mm-hmm. uh, and we run that three times a year, um, and people sign up for that, and that's really successful. People uh, come to that, people invite people to that, and they discover faith through that. Um, but we're in September, we're looking to launch um, a whole series of short-term groups for six to eight weeks for people who are not in a connect group. Um, And we're doing a a follow-on to Christianity Explored, so something that people who've been on that course can actually go a little bit deeper. Um, We're looking to do things like um, the Prophecy Course um, and how people engage in prophecy. Um, we're looking to do cafe theology and just go through um, a book and giving people some sort of theological framework. Um, so we're trying to put on a whole host of different options where people can engage um, and just go a little bit deeper. But then also our Sunday morning um, teaching program um, looks at that. We're trying to think about uh, across the course of the year, what are the things that people um, need to know in order for them to go a step further um, with Jesus? What's the what's the stuff that's going to be helpful for them and applicable um, in their lives? So so we, um, we look at things like that. So we've just done a series called Nailed It, um, where we looked at the seven deadly sins and explored the impact that anger and um, envy and pride and lust have, have on our lives. And how can we be free from that? And obviously the only way we can be free from it is because Jesus was nailed mm-hmm. to a cross for us. So um, delving into that. And then we'll produce material um, for our small groups, um, our connect groups to use midweek, that they can delve deeper into those mm-hmm. things. Now it's I realize this is a kind of a how
0: long's a piece of string question, but the length of time from someone coming to faith to becoming what you might call a mature believer. I mean, I'm, I'm not even sure you may have that category in your head, but what do you you know? It's obviously not two weeks, <laughs> no, yeah. but it wouldn't be twenty years either. So what what are you kind of what fra- what framework do you work towards, or what what's your experience of the length of time it takes?
1: So the challenge there is defining what we mean by a mature yeah. believer. Um, We have a lady who uh, went on a Christianity Explored course uh, a while ago. And on week one, um, she uh, said, well, uh, her and her husband, we're atheists. That was their opening introduction. (laughs) And then week two, they, they came back and said, well, we're not atheists, we're agnostics. And we joked with them that there'd be... Um, There'd be Christians by the end of the course, and they were amazingly—you <laughs> know—they encountered God, and their lives were transformed. And now, twelve months on from that, she's involved in leading Christianity Explored. Okay. Um, and so, there's an example mm. of somebody who her faith influences her life. You know, every aspect of her life is being transformed and touched by her faith. She doesn't know all there is to know. There's a long mm. way for her to go. There's a lot more for her, her to discover. Um, but we often think that spiritual maturity is about knowledge and for me i'd say it's about obedience so getting to that point where you're you're able to to respond to what god is saying to you and obedient to, to follow him in that regards that doesn't take a huge amount of time. But, you know, we're on on—we're lifelong disciples, aren't we? So um, we've never arrived. Um, there's always more to discover. There's always more to know. And this is where um, the information is really important. I suppose our philosophy is um, about we're not trying to inform or educate people. We're trying to inspire people and provide people with an encounter. And then from that, from that inspiration, for them to think, you know what, I want to find out more about this. I want to look into this deeper. And they will go and check out the information. Information. and from that encounter that experience um, for them to do the same you know I want to I want to be educated um, in these things so it is how long's a piece of string um, but it doesn't take long for somebody to define faith and allow that faith to impact their choices what they think what they say and what they do and for me that's the definition of, of a mature believer.
0: Okay that's, that's really helpful. You're listening to Leadership File with me Andy Peck I'm joined this week by Chris Simkins. Chris is the Uh, pastor of Finch Hampstead Baptist Church. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by the Reverend uh, Chris Simkins. Chris is the minister of Finch Hampstead Baptist Church, a village in in Berkshire. We're talking particularly about discipleship and the ways in which uh, the church that uh, Chris serves are seeking to help people come to faith and mature in faith. Uh, And we're kind of part of that that conversation as we, we seek to drill down on what it really looks like. Um, So, Chris, you've you've described very helpfully the the kind of concept of of people um, accessing things. Presumably, this is all voluntary in the sense that you put stuff on and people vote or don't vote to come to things. You're not, you know, you, you wouldn't necessarily be saying, oh, you need to do this, this and this.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, we provide the opportunities mm. and the environment mm. and people uh, sign up for that. Now, in some cases, we might be a little bit more strategic and, yep. and go to someone and say, look, I think this will be really good for you. Have mm. you thought about that? We certainly do that with Chris Hentz Explored. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that seems to work well. Okay, so... Um,
0: it, it, it
1: When you're looking at you know
0: we described described before the break a little bit of what maturity looked like which is about being obedient so when you when when you see people being obedient to jesus you as a leadership are then perhaps able to entrust them with with ministry or you're you're look you've got their eyes out because because one of the the big failings it seems to me in christian churches is that people end up they know they're believers and they just they just sit there and they listen and they go home again because they're not challenged there's no kind of Engagement. So, yeah. how do you how do you kind of help hurt people to go to that level of where they take a bit of responsibility or or are enabled to exercise the gifts God's given them?
1: So, um, service teams is a big part yeah. of this in trying to help people. Um, find a place that they fit not just in in the life of FBC you know we want people to be uh, finding their their personal ministry wherever that is Um, it's obviously easier for us to match people up into FBC Hmm. than than other places Um, so we encourage people to to be involved um, in those sort of things each of our leaders our ministry leaders we um, give the target of finding an apprentice to so that they can replace themselves Um, so you know who can they invest in to actually so that they can take over what they do and which frees them up to go off and find something else to do Um, there's always place there's always room for people who actually do themselves out of a job um, we we find Uh, and in that sort of mentality in that philosophy and I suppose it is a philosophy at this stage because it's not um, massively happening on the ground um is about helping people think, well, how do I invest in an individual? Who, Who do I see who's in my team or in my group? So if you're a connect group leader, who could be a potential connect group leader, either to lead this group or to go on and start another group? Uh, and prayerfully considering that uh, and looking at the whole model of what Jesus did, you know, he, with his disciples, he did things and, and he, he showed them they watched, like, you know, the classic I do, you watch. And then they talked about it. And then he did stuff with them and they did a bit and then they talked about it. And then slowly Jesus sort of withdrew and allowed them, you know, a little bit more responsibility. And then they talked about it afterwards. Um, and uh, so we're trying to to sort of get that culture of um, apprenticing leaders or apprenticing ministry um, as well. So people actually are not just, you know, come and sign up for this team and just set out chairs or just serve coffee or, or lead a connect group or be on the partial team or the worship band or, or whatever it is. Uh, but actually that there's a level of, Discipleship that's happening in that, an investment from somebody who's a step further on the journey uh, and is encouraged them to think, you know, well, where are your gifts? What have you got to contribute? How can you do this? Yeah, you did that. That was excellent. What have you thought about this? And given that sort of positive, encouraging um, feedback to help them grow. Now, that's only a part of it. Personal ministry um, is just a small slice of the pie when it comes to discipleship. I think Andy Stanley identifies um, five things that help people grow, um, which are. I'll paraphrase. So um, helpful teaching or practical teaching, stuff that Um, actually um, is relevant to life and you think okay I've heard this and I know what I can do as a result personal ministry is one so we talked about that spiritual disciplines helping people engage in prayer and fasting and times of reflection and solitude and all all those sort of things Um, uh, is another um, helpful relationship so this is where our small group community is really important you know being in um, relationship with other people who are going to nurture you are going to encourage you are going to grow you um, is important and that's part of our philosophy behind running fixed term small groups so you're not stuck in a group for the rest of your life and then the final area that they uh, Andy talks about is um, pivotal circumstances life-changing events that happen uh, and God uses those five areas to really sort of grow and deepen our faith so we're thinking how do we plug into that how do we maximize those things how do we help people who've had a life-changing um, event happen in their life to actually see what God's doing in them and, and they grow as a result
0: Splendid. Uh, And you mentioned earlier the work of LICC, London Institute for Contemporary Christianity, and they obviously about whole life discipleship. And so there's a sense in which for for some who's maybe has limited time to to devote to church activities, they will be hopefully, you know, being supported in their workplace to to have, in quotes a ministry for them.
1: Yeah, definitely. Last year we did a, um a series called Fruitfulness on the Frontline, which was excellent, and mm. we explored that in small groups and uh, just helping people see where their front line is mm. and how they can be resourced and supported. And again, this is where our small group communities really come mm. in. That you know, equipping and encouraging people um, wherever their front line is and helping them be outward focus as well you know there's the three dynamic relationships of you know our relationship with God upwards and our relationship with one another inwards Mm -hmm. and often churches stop there and and certainly small groups tend to stop there but we want to encourage people to look outwards and and have an impact on the people around them so our small groups play an important part of that you know encouraging people and being accountable you know mm. who is it that you're journeying with you mentioned this this guy at work how, how is that going on how who are you praying for mm. uh, those sort of challenging questions
0: yeah yeah um obviously uh, no church is a textbook <laughs> and uh, no doubt you've had some some challenges and, and maybe adjusted things along the way i don't know if, if you're able to share briefly anything that
1: yeah definitely i mean i think we've made more success uh, more mistakes than success um and uh, You know, you can lead a horse to water uh, and all that. And part of our job is about creating environments and giving those opportunities for people. Um, And often uh, we create the wrong environments. Um, So our our model of small groups previously, you know, let's get everybody into a small group and that's going to be the number one place where people grow and the number one place where people are cared for. Well, that was good for the people who like small groups, but it's not good for people who don't. So we've adjusted that already uh, and the whole small group Mm. short-term programme, which we hope will fit another niche. So we're constantly trying Mm. things and, you know, seeing is it working are we you know measuring it actually how many people are connecting um how many stories are we hearing of life change that's going on um in that and then adjusting it accordingly to try and find actually the results that we were aiming for in the first place
0: excellent yeah great um i mean discipleship well disciple making can be hard work you you said you know discipling is 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 the whole the dna of the church um any thoughts really though because because local churches who and, and ministers who think well I'm just I just let me cope with you know uh, marriages <laughs> uh, funerals maybe baptisms yeah. if they're Anglican or uh, baptism of believers if they're if they're Baptist you know and and uh, d- this is just so much hard work uh, any thoughts for folk who are listening thinking this sounds great but whoa I mean it's t- this is just too much
1: yeah it, it is hard work and it? it is supposed to be hard work and if it wasn't hard work, Uh, Is there any point doing it? Um, But I think perhaps, again, our philosophy of what disciple-making and discipleship is, we need to to, to revisit. Um, And it's not about us passing on information. It's not about us um, educating people, although that's part of it. It's about helping other people find a place where they can be transformed by God and allowing God to do the work. It's God who makes the disciples. Um, You know, we just set up the date um, for them. And I think sometimes we take on the personal responsibility of everybody, um, their discipleship. If they're not growing in their faith, then I've failed as a pastor or a minister or a discipler. Um, and, well, that's not true, actually, because this is about, it's about me and God. And, and my role as a discipler um, is to find those opportunities and the environments where people can be nurtured and can grow. Now, if I'm not doing that, then I'm not doing my job. Um, but if I am, you know, earnestly seeking God and thinking, what's going to be the helpful things for, what do people need to know? What do people need to discover? Where are the environments that people need to be in? Uh, that's that's my responsibility and encouraging people into those places but then it's up to them it's up to the individual and it's up to god um, for it to work and if it doesn't work well that's not my responsibility
0: oh it's good absolutely good to good to have that reflection um finally sadly uh, Chris time's almost gone Uh, books resources you've mentioned LACC stuff um any other books that you
1: yeah, so, um, I mean, I mentioned Andy Stanley already, so d- hmm. Deep and Wide, his book uh, deep on and that, wide. is okay. a, an excellent uh, book. Um, there, there's a great book by Alan Hirsch called The Permanent Revolution. Um okay which you might not think of as a classic disciple-making book, but um, in it he looks at the, the, the fivefold ministry in Ephesians 4 um, and sort of helps. You. It's quite technical and it's quite heavy going, um, but that was quite informative and transformative for me personally, but then also uh, for our philosophy of ministry about how do we release people um, into that, that right fit of, of life and ministry. And when they do that, when they find that sweet spot, actually they grow exponentially.
0: Wonderful. Well, Chris, it's been fantastic to chat with you. Um, as you know, it's a, a subject very close to my heart. And this is going to be an enormous help to people who are reflecting on their disciple-making in their in their church. So thank you so much. Excellent. Thanks for having me. You, uh, you were listening to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by Chris Simkins. Chris is the Minister of Finch Hampstead Baptist Church, a, a village in Berkshire just south of Wilkieham. We were talking, as I say, about uh, discipleship, disciple-making. Uh, do log on to Premier's own website and you can listen to the on demand version of this and you can also sign up to itunes for leadership file and you'll get all the itunes uh, all the um leadership files permanently to your listening device uh, including this one in due course so i look forward to your company again next sunday at 3:30. thanks for tuning in